And so we're really hungover driving back and we roll into Burger King and we get some food uh, and it was the worst Whopper I've ever had. And it was really gross. And his food was really, and it was, it actually was pretty gross. Yours was bad too. And I was like, I can't eat Burger King anymore, but I do love their onion rings. I can do that. But like anything else, I just can't, like, I'm not excited to ever want to eat that food again well that's yeah. unfortunate because we are sponsored by burger king so this is it's gonna be well, maybe maybe Wait, does that mean we'll get free impossible burgers because <laughs> they do impossible burgers. i'm willing to try again if i don't have to pay for it yeah. <laughs> i'm just kidding fuck burger king yeah fuck yeah, yeah. Fuck bur- in love in love with movies <laughs> Welcome to In Love with Movies. I'm Nick. And I'm Nick. And I'm Danny. <laughs> uh, three years in, still can't get the intro right. All right, Danny, what is uh, what is In Love with Movies? Why do you always ask me that? <laughs> if people are here, they know. <laughs> Not necessarily. We have new listeners every single month. Welcome, everyone, to In Love with Movies, a podcast where we talk about movies and get this, love. <laughs> and today we have some really fun great humans like truly some of the kindest funniest genuine humans i've ever met and i'm okay one of them is shaking their head no, i mean that's half fine. true it's fine. that's half true yvette is great <laughs> <laughs> um then they're here to talk to us about their love story and like a movie yeah yeah and what movie was it that was picked this is guys this is a rough one for me interstellar Long-time oh. listeners of this podcast will know that Danny does not like space and does not like existential thoughts. So this movie was like the absolute worst thing. For, she also doesn't like long movies. So it was the trifecta. It was, you know, could not have been worse for Danielle. But and again, I love Yvette and Sean. Um, so actually, speaking of them, <laughs> can you guys introduce yourselves, who you are, how you know us, and uh, a fun fact? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, so I'm Yvette, this is Sean, we're married, we've been married since 2015, but been together eight years. Uh, we are both involved, uh, as performers at Comedy Sport Chicago. I met Danny because I used to be the head coach of the house team program, which means that I like ran the whole thing. I recently stepped away from that role, uh, but I had the lovely opportunity to coach Danny and then also coach Sean on the team minor league. So that's how I developed a professional relationship with Danny and then a genuine friendship coming out of that. So that's how, that's how we all know each other. Yeah. And then and Nick met also you yeah. through <laughs> Danny. Yeah. yeah. So that's yeah. how, that's how we all know each other. Cool. Yep. And Nick, yeah, Nick, Nick came with a package too. I was going to say, this is continuing a trend in the last several podcasts we've recorded is like, and, and Nick was a plus one. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. Awesome. Um, so you've been married Wait, I can't do Since that. 2015. 2015, yeah. Oh, five to six years. Well, six We've been years. Going six on years. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So. Mm-hmm. And then together for eight. Mm-hmm. And Yvette, actually, the first time I met you, I asked you this story. I had no idea you were married to Sean. I just knew you were married. And mm-hmm. I had recently got married. And I was like, oh my God, how'd you meet your partner? But um, do you want to share that again? Like, how did you guys meet? Oh yeah, this is this is a great story. And do we want to be like super duper honest with this story? Be honest. 
why would we not want to be honest? No, because I, all right. So this is the version that I typically always tell people. What? Is that you we, lie about it? No, no, <laughs> the, the true moment that we met, typically we say, we met, you saw me in a show at Second City uh, and we talked, but we yeah. met very yeah. briefly before that. But usually yeah. I skip over yeah. that part. <laughs> No, so we we met. Um, I was working at a place called Rock Bottom uh, Brewery, sure, uh, sure, downtown sure. Chicago. Um, uh, and you came in uh, to meet with your like sketch group mm -hmm. before you were putting on a sketch show at Second City. Yes, and like they didn't show up. Yeah. So <laughs> his oh damn. Friend, yeah, yeah, his mutual friend Mike Schminky. Uh, we I'm calling you out, Mike. No, no, no. He, he, I mean, he he worked with me, so yeah. he was okay. there, and and they were all gonna like hang out and and, and, and wow, we're, we're calling out the whole group now. Sorry. Anyway, uh, but no, like regardless, of, that's when we first met, yes. and that that really didn't like there was like I don't know, I nothing. Yeah, it was just kind of like, <laughs> no, that's when we forward to the show opened a few weeks later, and then uh, and then Sean came to opening night. And he to had, see my friend Mike. Yep. And see his show. It was really funny. He had asked, he's schminky. He had asked Mike if he <laughs> was single. I, I asked Mike if he was if if she was single and, and he was like, uh well, because everyone knew I was gonna break up with my boyfriend the day after <laughs> with the day after? Uh-huh, because I wasn't gonna break up with him before we opened. It was way too stressful. We were together <laughs> five years, moved from Denver together, <laughs> the whole long relationship that just didn't yeah. end wow. well. And yeah, that's very serious. Wow. Very yeah. serious. And uh, then broke up with him the next morning. And that's why Mike was like, uh, and then it was closing night a few that's weeks later. That's what Mike said. Yeah. <laughs> yes. well, I mean, that's what he said. He's just like, uh, and I'm like, okay, okay, that's cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then it was closing night a few weeks later. Then Sean asked again, yeah, and he said, uh, yeah, she's single. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, yeah, and the way the with that the way that I remember it was, you know, I went to go see my friend Mike and uh the show's really, really funny. It was honestly that group was one of the funniest. Like, I'm really glad I met that group of people because they're all really, really, really funny. Um, and genuinely good people. Uh but, but basically I had seen one sketch that she was in. And I, I don't really need to go into the context of the actual sketch, but um, uh, I saw her on stage and I was like, that is one of the most beautiful, funny people that I've ever seen. And, um, and I, I would love to date a person like that. So that was my thought process like uh, after opening night and then closing night, uh, it was basically like, like, I like I don't want to date like a person like that. I want to date that person. Aww. And uh so I asked again and Mike said that she was single and I'm like, "Cool. Okay. I just want to see if she's interested." So then it was like every night, you know, we'd have drinks after the shows. It was closing night, so then Sean and I actually like talked a lot and got to know each other. We went back to that next uptown bar and then we exchanged phone numbers and uh then just uh well how do you put it i put i it? feel like I, I what i remember is uh -oh. we changed numbers uh and then i went to seattle to visit my sister uh at the, when she lived in seattle at the time That's and i, I booked the it. trip hold on 
<laughs> I said, okay. Uh, we exchanged numbers and I didn't hear from Sean again. That's how she put this. That yes. She didn't hear from Sean. <laughs> I went up to Seattle to visit my sister. I booked this as a, like, I got out of this serious relationship. I need a trip away from Chicago. Like, I want to go hang out with my sister and her family. Okay. Uh, didn't hear from Sean. And then came back. And then it was like, so we, the closing night was like uh, middle of August of 2013. And then it was Labor Day weekend. And Nick's Uptown, this staple 5 a.m. bar was closing forever. And I hadn't heard from Sean. And so, which apparently is a lie, but I don't remember. No, that's not a lie. It's oh. just, that's how you put it. And I think that's funny. Oh, yeah, sorry. But it's like, I just totally ghosted her. <laughs> so anyway. it was, I knew the bar was closing forever. And I was out with some friends and I was, had a few drinks and I just was like, well, we're going closing night i was like i wonder if sean's gonna be there i haven't heard from him let me text him and i sent him a text and i was like hey i'm at nick's it's closing forever are you coming and sean was like i'm actually on my way i'll see you there and buy you a drink and then i was like oh shit he's actually coming oh my god and so then i told my best friend heather Scholl, who i know that you know uh so she was there and then my really good friend rich um rich alfonso and so we were there and then Sean rolls in and immediately sees me, wants to know what to buy me for a drink. He buys me a PBR tall boy because it's like a divey bar and it was just like what we want. And then we start hitting it off and Sean. Can we pause? Oh, Can yes. we pause it? Sorry, please. Pause. Um, I, I did want to just note that there's a version of this that's that, that I need to tell too. Yes, please. <laughs> yeah, what happened yeah. when Yvette was in Seattle? So, so I did text her a little bit and I did like, you know, we, we talked a little bit after that first, uh, after the closing night. And then she, I, I think I saw that she went to Seattle or something. And then I was just like, all right, well, I, I mean, I tried. I hadn't heard from her in, in a while. Uh, and so I just kind of like, it, it left my mind um, being like, that was cool. She was really cool. But like, I don't know, this doesn't seem to really be going anywhere. Uh, I was just like, yep, we're going to go there and, and get nuts and kind of like take a bar, take the, a piece of the bar home with us. Mm -hmm. And in the cab is when she texted me. Yep. And I, I just remember like looking at Rick and being like, Rick, I can't be a piece of shit tonight. Like I have, <laughs> to, be, I have to be a human. Mm -hmm. <laughs> This girl that I really like is going to be there. Yep. And so, yeah. Yeah. So then we, he buys me a drink and he immediately is like, I want to take you out on a date. And I was like, I'm not so sure because <laughs> I just got out of this really serious relationship and I was genuinely like nervous to date. Mm -hmm. Like I hadn't been single in a very long time at the age difference. There's an age difference between us. I was 29 going on 30. He was 23. And I was just like, I don't know if I'm ready to like date. Like, I think I was just really, I was honestly like really scared. And, and I was just like, is it too early for me to date? Like I just got out of this really serious relationship for a very long time. Is it best for me to like not date anyone? And I had, sure. Lots of different uh, points of view from my friends on that, where they were like, yeah, and others are like, no, like, just <laughs> like, don't like, enjoy like some time for yourself and whatever. And then I'm terrified to do online dating at this point, because I'm just like, I don't know what to do. I feel old, blah, blah, blah. And then Sean was just very much like, like, I don't care that you just got out of a relationship. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, like, I... 
you know, like I, I just kind of was like, there's an age difference. I feel, I don't know if I have a lot in common and he's, I'll never forget this. He was like, Yvette, you're the most beautiful, amazing, hilarious woman. I, I want to take you out. And if you don't have a good time, you don't have to go out with me again. And I was like, how can I say no to that? It's a great fucking line. It's a great fucking line. <laughs> and, and I never forgot it. And then it was so funny too, because I was like, oh, I'm so busy all the time, which is true. Cause I was like rehearsing, performing. And he's like, well, how about Wednesday? And I pull up my calendar and there's literally nothing in it. <laughs> so that was like my last resort. And then that's when he said that line. And I was like, all right. And he goes, what's your favorite restaurant in your neighborhood? Oh yeah. And I was like, Forget bad it. apple. And he's like, all right, I'm going to take you out to bad <laughs> apple. And then we hung out the rest of the night and got to know each other better. And then we had an amazing first date and we talked, it was like four hours. And then after that moment, I was just like, well, shit. <laughs> so would you say kind of since then you just, you just knew and you've been inseparable? Yeah. Like I'll never forget. We talked about, um, on our first date, how I love going to amusement parks. And so I was saying, I was like, oh man, like I would love to go to Fright Fest. Like the you know, I, I just wish, and he was like, oh my God, I'd love to go to Fright Fest with you. Like, let's go do that. And we just like had this a lot in common. And I think what really stood out was Sean was very outgoing and talkative and excited about life. And, um, you know, just, we, we just had this connection in the relationship that I was in prior to that. All of that just kind of died out, you know, like we weren't talking a lot there wasn't excitement. There was more annoyance than like, you know what I mean? It, it just, so then meeting someone who just genuinely wanted to be around me, like that feeling of want was just like, oh my God, like, yes, absolutely. And then we just like, our energies matched. Mm -hmm. And then we went to Fright Fest and <laughs> it is, I'm like, I want to get there when the park opens. I'm going to be there all day. I don't care how long the lines are. And this is what I want to do. And Sean's like, cool. And it was, I've never met anyone who could keep up with me at a theme park. And when that <laughs> happened, I wrote this in our wedding vows. When we, when we, when that happened and on the drive home, we're driving and there's like an oasis. And I was like, oh, like, I'm so hungry. Like, I was like, can we get Taco Bell? And Sean's like, fuck yeah. And I was like, so when I knew that you could like hang out with me all day at Fright Fest and you wanted to eat Taco Bell after with me, I was like, this is it. Yeah. I'm done. This is the person who I'm going to spend the rest of my life with. Like I knew that within a matter of weeks being with Sean oh. and it was, it was very fast. Um, I wasn't expecting it, but I'm so happy that it happened because yeah. I have my, my best friend, my, best friend. And my like yeah. partner. And now <laughs> we have a son together who's going to be a year and a half next month. His name's Bo. And we've just, you know, Sean and I have been through a lot and sometimes it's hard to start a family and, you know, it's just kind of, we, the, it, it's just been an amazing journey mm -hmm. and I would not want to spend my life with anybody. No. Else. Yeah. Like all those feelings of, uh, you know, excitement around first date and like being able to talk to each other and kind of things seeming like easy to navigate conversations and to, um, Kind of we just kind of enjoy similar things mm -hmm. um that just really blossomed into just like she's my best friend okay. and like i could like couldn't be happier that that is the case you know yeah like having that foundation of like we we still obviously have when you get older you can have a lot of best friends yeah right like it's not when you're a child and you're like this is the best friend best friend exactly so you can have really a lot of friends. different yeah three best friends the middle the middle, the middle, middle. <laughs> <laughs> middle one. yep 
but that like you can have a lot of best friends in your life, but kind of just that core person where like person. yeah, your person where you can just kind of like you can turn to them for anything and be vulnerable. Um, you know, still have conflict, but at the end of the day, like know that this person will always be there for you. Um, there's just something really special about that that I didn't have in really in other relationships, or at least at that point, it died out. Like we started that way and then it mm -hmm. died out. And with Sean, I've never been with anyone for eight years. And mm -hmm. you know, the longest yeah, I was going to ask that for five. Mm -hmm. You all were together for how many years before you got married then? So two, it sounds like. Two. So the for me, yeah. and we talked about this a little oh, bit yeah. on this podcast before, the, the feeling you just described, I also knew within five, maybe six weeks of having met Danielle. Mm -hmm. yeah. However, it took me, I don't know, how many, so 2013 to I proposed in what, 2017? 20, Beginning of 2017. Yep. We started oh, so you also started dating in 2013. Oh, yeah. sure. Nice. Yeah, Sean proposed to me. No, Danny, oh, no. your head. No, morning. <laughs> oh. I think I do that every time. I, every time I single. But yeah. Anyways, um. the point is, at what we, I was telling Nick, I was like, <clears throat> propose. <laughs> yeah, but we had a conversation where she didn't say an ultimatum, but she made she expressed awesome. it, if I remember correctly, that she would be concerned if she had been in a relationship for three years and not been engaged. Yeah. Which is looking back on that now, I'm like, chill out, baby Danny. What were you thinking? <laughs> but also, I think it's because yeah. I knew Nick right away. Also, I knew Nick was the guy I wanted to be with for the rest of my life. So I was like, why are we waiting? Also, diamonds are nice. <laughs> so the, the reason I brought this up is because, again, I had that same experience. But then it took me some time to sort of mentally get over um, the fear that maybe the feeling would go away or the like true sort of gravity of that commitment for the rest of your life. You know, it's like, or, you know, you want to spend the rest of your life with that person. Um, but you're worried about like, can that happen? Will conflicts, you know, arise, things like that. So I'm curious, what is you all's experience with that? Uh, Sean, maybe if you guys, cause it sounds like you're more traditional in terms of cisgender roles and things of that nature. I'm assuming Sean proposed to Yvette, you know, for me, it like took a lot to get to the point where I was like, I'm ready to make this commitment or Yvette before you walk down the aisle. I don't know. What do you all think? Thoughts on the commitment aspect, not just the, hey, I'm in love with this person and and, and they're my best friend. Yeah. That's a great question. It, I mean, it, it, it escapes my brain when I like knew, I, I know I, we've talked about this before, but it, it just escapes me right now when I knew that we like, I was going to marry this person, but it was pretty early on in our relationship um we just kind of like we kind of just like fit and like meshed and like we had this best friend relationship early on and i had never been in a relationship like that um so for me uh i i proposed was it like a year after it was a little over a year after a so year we after started, started dating. dating yeah like like i said that labor day weekend was when he asked me out and then um, we got married, we got engaged Thanksgiving in weekend of November, the following year in 2014. And then we got married November 14th of 2015. Yeah. Okay. So we were just like going fast with that kind of, but like, um, the commitment never really scared or, or bothered me in, in, I think it was just because of who this person is and, um, you know, I, I had known the stuff that you had been through and, and whatnot. Uh, I'm a pretty chill person. And so 
And so, like, <laughs> when the thought of, like, marrying Yvette, like, entered my mind, it was just like, yeah, that's that's kind of, like, what you would do. And, like, I, I don't really give a shit about, like, labels or anything like that, but it doesn't, like, scare me in a, in a way. And, and I'm not, like, saying that, you know, whatever your truth is, whatever your, like, experiences sure. with that stuff, that's totally valid and totally okay. Um, for me, it was pretty quick that I was just like, I found you. Like, I don't want, I don't want to lose you. Like, I, this is the person I love. This is the person I want to have a child with. And you know, you know what, um, a big one was, is that we had, I don't care. Okay. Talking about this. We had, um, like a scare while we were dating yeah. that like, um, Yvette thought she was pregnant. So um took a pregnancy test and turned out she wasn't um and that was the first time that like when that happened god it must have been like six or eight months in or something and uh and i just was like i i couldn't be less scared about this idea and we both kind of talked about it and be like would that have been so terrible mm -hmm. like it was in in that moment we were both kind of like oh this is like a strange feeling and then like, like if you were pregnant, like that would have, we would have made it work. Yeah. And I think uh, that was the first time that I was just like, I'm not afraid of anything with this person. Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I want to be with this person. I will accept everything with this person. Yeah. And then we just kind of started talking about it a little bit. And then I was genuinely shocked when he proposed to me. Um, I'll have to, we'll have to send you the link. It's on YouTube. Mm -hmm. He proposed to me at Comedy Sports. He packed the house with people that we knew but Aww. it was Thanksgiving weekend so it like made Under the sense guise of my that like birthday too, yeah, yeah birthday people are in from out of town uh people drove in from the suburbs to see the show and uh and then yeah he proposed and I was so shocked and then that night turned into our engagement party because we just drank at the bar my dad <laughs> picked up the tab and it oh was my God. how did you propose yeah, I'm just asking oh <laughs> Yeah, so Sean basically, he uh, volunteered himself for a game, and it was a joke game, and it was like a, like a rotation-style game, and um, and it was basically, uh, it was like a, almost like a, um, God, what's the, I can't remember the game. It, it was just basically a joke-based game. Yeah, it was like, um, hey, like, waiter. Yeah, sure. it was, hey, waiter, and he was just like... Uh, I can't remember the game. Why the game doesn't matter? Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! What's the name of the game? Well, the game doesn't matter. Mad at Sean matter. for implying that he can't remember, and then now she's like, I can't remember the details either. I, I remember. No. It was just that I, I didn't want to say it. Yeah. So Sean. So Sean was. Uh, I, he would like prompt the joke, and then he would say the punchline. You're talking about the jokes. I'm saying I got done saying the punchline, okay. and then I got up to move. And then Sean put his hand on my lower back and then was like, hey, everyone, so this is my girlfriend. And I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> and then once everything started clicking, I was like crying. Sean sang a cappella to me in front of everybody. Sean has the most beautiful, amazing voice. And uh, then I said yes. And like the place exploded. And I was just like, it was such an amazing moment. And I'm so thankful that it was captured on video. And at that, it, it was just kind of this like surreal feeling. I wrote a little ditty. Yeah, I wrote a little ditty. I just couldn't believe that it happened. Like it was something that I have been wanting for so long just in my life. 
where like I grew up in the friend zone. No one wanted to date me. Virgin. Like I didn't like no one wanted to be with me. And then uh, and then like as I got older, I kind of started like growing into myself a little bit more, becoming more confident. And then I had, you know, two back to back fairly serious relationships. So by the time I met Sean, I was turning 30 and I was like, I'm not dealing with bullshit anymore. Sure. This is what I want. This is who I am. And that happens a lot when you're turning 30, where you're just like, I'm not going to play games. Like, I'm not going to do this. I, like, this is what I want. And I made that very clear to Sean. And then I think that also was just, he was like, okay, cool. And I had said like, I don't want to live with anyone until we're engaged because I've done that twice. And it just like, it got bad. Sure. And like, we, it just got like comfortable and like, you know, things just like stopped happening and I wasn't happy. And, you know, so then got engaged, he moved in, planned our wedding, got married. And then we had wedding was fucking lit. Oh my God. Our wedding was amazing. So sick. Well, also, <laughs> a bunch of comedians, like the best people in the whole world are, they're just so fun. Uh, so it was just really, it was really nice. And it just had this, like, it was filled with a lot of laughter and um, just a lot of love in the room. And then at our wedding, Sean surprised me for our first dance where I'm a planner. My job, I'm a senior project manager at an advertising agency. And so I'm very much like calendar, this, this, I need to plan. I want to make sure everything's structured. And I'm super chill. He is. He, is. he can fly by the seat of his pants because of me. Well, I fly by the seat of your pants. You do. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That is such a good way to put it. A quick thing was that we went to Disney for my 30th birthday, and uh, there's this ride that's like plan it's out your future or whatever inside the Epcot yeah. ball. And mm -hmm. uh, and so we're in we're in that thing, and it's like it's just this little like monitor or whatever, and it's like, do you uh, uh, like to plan everything or fly by the seat of your pants? And Yvette's like going to pick the plane, and I was just like, fly by the seat of my pants, and, <laughs> and she's like, what? Oh. <laughs> Uh, you're talking about the first dance. Yeah. So I was like, okay, so for the first dance, you and I will go and then you and your mom can dance. And then my, me and my dad will dance and then we'll, you know, whatever. And he's like, we're going to go last. It's like, well, no, you normally, we, we go first. And he's like, no, I want us to go last. Just trust me. And I'm like, okay, fine. It's like, well, what are we going to dance to? And he's like, I'm not telling you. I'm like, I and then. And then again, he's just like, trust me, just let me, I don't even know if you said this, but I was kind of getting this vibe of like, let me have this. Like I'm mm -hmm. clearly doing something, just trust me and let me do what I want to do. And it, I know, I know I wouldn't. It was important. And yeah. he wouldn't put me in a situation that would embarrass me or anything like that. So I was like, sure. okay. So then the first dance is him and his mom dance, me and my dad dance. And then Sean, you know, he's like, all right, time for Sean and Yvette. All of a sudden, his brother starts playing acoustic guitar, and Sean serenades to me during our first dance while we're dancing and sings Green Eyes by Coldplay, but changes it to Hazel Eyes. Um, and I just remember shutting out the entire world and focusing on this moment, and I will never forget it. And it was so special. And it, it was just, I, I was like, I'm so glad that I didn't, like, turn this into a thing. That, like, he did his thing, and it was so awesome and amazing. I'll never forget it. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Really, you it's guys have cool. a, a lot of love for each other. I feel like we could talk to them all day about. We're just like my cheeks hurt right now from smiling. You're just so cool. <laughs> but we must move on. Let's move on. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs>
Well, that might be the roughest segue that we've ever done on this podcast. But yeah, we might as well move well, on I to our next section. Well, I just want to make sure, uh, for those of you listening, if they have a baby in front of the TV, and I want to make sure we respect Bo's time. Yeah. <laughs> and I know Moana isn't that long, right? He's yeah. locked in. Yeah. We've <laughs> only got about 40 minutes left of that movie. Mm. Okay. Awesome. So the next part of our podcast is where there's um, this study by a psychologist. Oh, it's called. Wow. <laughs> we are on our 30 something episode, everyone. Uh, we are three years into Come this. <laughs> That's right. Hashtag closer through science is where we uh, ask our guests. One of the questions that comes from a study Aaron et al. did, where they basically made complete strangers fall in love with each other uh, through asking a series of progressively more intimate questions. And as we are in our 30-something episode, uh, Yvette and Sean, you are actually in one of them that's supposed to be pretty uh, pretty intense, but I, we decided it was pretty perfect for a pair of improvisers to answer this question so that our guests, our listeners, and, and listeners, you can answer this question for yourselves using the hashtag closer through science, that way that we get to know you. And for our guests, Danielle, Yvette, and Sean, what is the question that we are going to ask them? Okay, so what, if anything, is too serious to be joked about? Okay. Like in our relationship or in life? Just in general, yeah, whatever comes to mind. What is too serious to joke about? Yep. It says if anything. So if you don't think anything, then. I mean, there's a couple things that just like flew into there's my head, but I don't that know if it's like too, too yeah. dark. Go for it. No, no, no. Tell um, us whatever it is. I mean, that's the point, right? We're, we're yes. learning what your uh, perspective is. Yes. So I think that rape, miscarriage, and molestation is uh, not funny ever and it makes me very uncomfortable when i hear comedians or yeah. in movies uh, i don't think i don't think i've ever seen a successful execution of that and it just like all of that is just mm, not good for me yeah i would say that's top um on top of that uh, uh eva is epileptic mm -hmm. and so it's just not a really like known not known but it's just not out there in the lexicon as much as it like could be. Yeah, and it's considered so, like it could be considered an invisible disability where sure. you don't know um, like right away. But like when someone falls down and has a seizure, then you're like, oh, they have epilepsy. So, so that's that, just that's yeah. something that I just don't think is is very funny. Um, but yeah, I mean, on top, it's like rape, most molestation, um, all that is just. I don't really see the point in joking about it. Um, the next thing, I mean, we were just watching The Witcher mm -hmm. season two, and they had like Daniel I Lord, she's not watching it, but I, I've enjoyed both. No spoiler here, it's not really a spoiler, but like I found that I have a new I, I probably I probably wouldn't have thought it would be great uh uh in the past, but I have a new like okay, that's my cap. I can't I can't deal with that. Um, and it's just like babies dying mm -hmm. or like um, someone like hurting a child. So yeah, I feel the same way when we watch movies or TV shows yeah. now and there's something with like babies, like I immediately have yeah, this like guttural reaction or like a baby is born and I'm crying Yeah. or like a kid is getting scolded and I'm like, oh my God, like it's just, it's really interesting when you like personally go through that, how it. it's very, very uh, difficult. Also like suicide, I don't find funny, mm. um, people joking about that. Um, 
yeah it's interesting though because like i i grew up i grew up on like south park and on all that stuff and and I, 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 I'll never forget. I had a conversation with uh, like a mentor um, a long time ago um, and kind of talked about like in comedy, I think, I think the like Trey Parker, Matt Stone, like vibe or the like code that they had or whatever was like, if one thing's off limits, then everything. Then yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I get that. I do get that. And the thing, the thing to remember about that is that yes, if one thing is off limits, everything else should. However, not everything is funny to everyone. Yes, and, and that's so, right. So I think something that I think is lost on a lot of people is not necessarily that sentiment, but the consequences of that. And being like, like I personally think you can tell your fucking joke. You can say whatever you want to say. You can do whatever you want to do. Just don't get pissed off when the consequences of that joke are I'm upset with you or that yeah. somebody's upset with you understand that like there are consequences to your actions. Mm -hmm. And so if you're going to tell a rape joke, then like, good, good, good for you. But understand that like, there are people who are not going to be okay with that. And I think what pisses me off the most is when like they turn around and it's like, well, I can't joke about anything. I can't joke about anything now. It's like, no, you said something shitty you can continue saying something shitty that's fine but understand that people are going to have a problem with that mm -hmm. so that that's kind of my vibe around the entire thing is i don't know yeah like I don't I, wanna... the thing that like kind of <laughs> i always think about now too because we uh there are movies in the past that we loved right and when you when you when you revisit them they might not hold up and there sure. are some jokes about that on this podcast yeah it's a funny um, concept to think about, but like jokes that were funny 10 years ago that are just not funny now. And despite, uh, like despite that, that concept, it's weird to like have a thought exercise and think about like, oh, 2008 hangover where they uh, throw homophobic F-bombs around. Yeah. Like no problem. The, the feeling is like, like, oh, it's 2008. It's a different time. Like, you didn't fucking know that, like, <laughs> like, sure, I was 18. Sure, I was 16 or 14. And you do and say dumb shit when you're a stupid, dumb fucking kid. Mm -hmm. That's fair. When you're, like, an adult writing, like, I, I feel like that movie, I really don't like that movie because it just, like, it takes every cheap shot you could possibly take. Mm -hmm. And, and, like, I don't know, like, I, I get people being like, oh, times have changed. Things are more accepted now. But you can have the foresight. Like, I want to uh, – I, I, I write uh, films with my writing partner, Mike, who's actually Mike Schminke that we <laughs> <I> met. <laughs> um, and, like, that is a big thing for us is to, like, have the foresight to, like, are we telling a cheap joke? Are we saying something that could be fucked up down the line? Sure. Are we making fun of anyone? Sure. Are we are we punching down in any way? Because we're reversed. Can I just oh, say one thing? Me, I'm not trying to plug comedy sports at all, but I do want to say, since the three of us are part it of it, to me. what what you were saying, Sean, don't like people me. don't think that comedy sports because it's clean can be funny. And mm. there's some of the like I've had the most belly laughs in some of those shows because oh, really? you're never punching down at someone else. You're just 
being stupid and i think yeah. stupid is funny and not and hurtful like yeah yeah um i also just want to say thank you guys for sharing all of those things like that's first of all a really deep question <laughs> and then like share, like just being open about your relationship and sharing i just i i love hearing your story and i just thank you <laughs> Oh, thank thanks. You. Yeah, thanks for letting us babble. We're chatty, so chatty gal. We're chatty. <laughs> that is totally fine. And believe me, we can chat long, long, long times. So uh, more than happy to do it. Maybe when we're either there and in person or something. That way, we uh, don't have to worry about whether the child, uh, you know, loses the child. Uh, <laughs> child. Uh, but so since Bo's off watching Moana, and we're going to talk about another movie. But when we come back from this break, Yvette and Sean, what movie is it again that we're going to be discussing? Interstellar. Interstellar. Uh. <laughs> All right, and we'll see you in a minute. <laughs> okay. And we're back. Welcome back, movie lovers, to In Love with Movies, where we are now going to be discussing the movie portion of the podcast. And Danielle, what movie are we talking about? Interstellar. <laughs> <laughs> and Listeners and viewers, you can probably tell how just excited about this movie Danielle is to talk about it. But for those of you who are fans of this Oscar-winning uh, true uh, piece of art and cinema, like this accomplishment in amazingness, uh, a little bit of some some opening credits, some basics about the movie for those of you who know. Uh, if you're new, we welcome. And if, you, if you're welcome back, then you, you know that we do this. Uh, so Interstellar was released in 2014. Uh, it is a Christopher Nolan joint. So, you know, he directed it, this guy, Christopher Nolan. This is actually going to end up being, I think, probably in terms of our release schedule, a little bit of a sort of uh, a little mini Christopher Nolan uh, watch along, because I think right before this, we're probably going to have Inception. And then this came out later, Interstellar. Uh, but he wrote it with his brother, uh, Jonathan Nolan. And then it stars Matthew McConaughey, Jessica Chastain, Anne Hathaway. Uh, and I think I need to know. Michael Caine? Yes, Michael Caine. I love that we all went for the, the, the cheaper. Uh, it is also important to note that uh, the composer was Hans Zimmer. Deserves a lot of credit because the music in this <laughs> is even better than I remember. There are multiple oh. times where I was just like, oh my God, I forgot how this makes you feel. The music uh, box. <laughs> so, yeah, it also. Timmy Sheldon is in it. Yeah, yeah he's the I little wrote, kid. I wrote that down. Uh, or I didn't write that down, but I discovered it because yeah, the people who've been watching maybe other movies like Dune and Timothy Chalamet has become a huge deal. He plays the the younger version of the brother, who's also played by. Go ahead, Matt Damon. Nick, you wrote these down. You're supposed to know no, all the movies. It's not Matt Damon. I, I was actually trying not oh. to do Matt Damon because spoiler he is a bit of a spoiler. But um, anyway, the only other thing I had to mention was that they won for visual sound effect or visual effects uh, an Oscar, and then they were nominated for um, music editing and sound mixing and editing. So uh, yeah, all right. Well, that's the opening credits. That's the basics. Apparently, I forgot a ton of it that was important, <laughs> at least job. to my wife Danielle. That's the only job I have on this podcast. So now that we've gotten the spoilers out of the way anyway, <laughs> we're going to have a quick little summary of you know what this movie was about, what the major plot points were, and everybody's favorite spoken word segment. It's time for Danny's Dingle. Danny's Dingle. Time for Danny's Dingle. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, this is going to be a good one. <clears throat> a crash. The dust bowl? Is this now or later? No more food! Dust. Dust everywhere. 
ghosts sleeping a lot in space time question mark the books the watch the books the watch this surprise matt damon <laughs> scary space new planet sad <laughs> the end <laughs> Y'all, I don't know if you knew this. Uh, if you couldn't tell, I never plan these ahead of time. I was, I was looking at my notes. Oh, you were looking at your notes? I was going to say, because normally you improvise things completely. I and I saw you looking from your notes. And I'm like, man, she doesn't normally do it's that. It's a long movie. There's a lot that happened, which I can't wait to talk about. And we did my... also, uh, oh, spoiler, sorry, I'll let you. So why don't we move right on <laughs> to uh, our love stories with this movie. So where we, where we first met this movie, what our story is with having watched it before. And the reason I bring that up is because Danny... What is your love story with this movie? Yeah, I, we watched it in two parts because I was having a lot of anxiety. Segments this week. Um, I also wrote, guys. Also, I want to say I think this is a good movie. I really do, and I I thank you for challenging me in watching something that I wouldn't <laughs> normally watch. It just I wrote. Can you read this uh, in parentheses? Parentheses horror movie. Yeah, so I just the, for the first time ever I watched it. Yep. This week. <laughs> so my love story with it is not that much. What's that? Go ahead. Just space in general, then. Yeah, but not Star Wars because that's not real space. But you know, no. everything else. Bullshit. Yeah, any, anything that's like realistic space and anything that makes her think about existence. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. That's what I do. We love space movies. We do love. Yeah. Sean is wearing a NASA shirt right now. Oh, I didn't even notice that. That's fantastic. Was that on purpose? Yeah. <laughs> I also slept in it. <laughs> I was just looking for my jacket, but I don't know, I don't know where it is. So it doesn't matter. I have a, a jacket that has like uh, a bunch of like Mars mission uh, patches and stuff and like NASA shirt. Mm -hmm. it, it, it's, it's cool. That is so cool. Yeah, it's pretty tight. And I went to space camp growing oh. up. And one of my best friends I went with, he now works for SpaceX. Oh my god! We love space. space. We love space. My mind is further blown. So on that, then why don't that you and Sean share your love story with this movie? Why are we watching it? What does it mean to you? What's your history with it? Apparently, you both have a love of space. It is a long-standing thing, and that already explains part of why I'm sure we're watching this movie. Continue. Yeah, we saw this movie in IMAX. Like when the trailer came out, we were just like, we have to see this it's a space movie yeah. that looks good. So we sure. went and saw it in IMAX and our mind was just blown. You were saying the score by Hans Zimmer is incredible. The thing that stands out about this movie is this is a movie about a father-daughter relationship and it's not only about space. Yeah, that's, sure. my, that's my favorite thing about this type of movie. It For me, I equate it to, it's kind of weird, but I, I equate it to The Last of Us video game okay. where it is about this thing and this event that is kind of contrived and it's been used in a lot of different stories about like the world is ending. Yeah. Um, and they take that story and like bring it down to this like base um, sure. uh, storytelling of like father daughter relationship. Mm -hmm. And that to me puts this movie above any other like space movies or any other like disaster end of the world movies because it is so emotionally profound and it's so um, personal. They make, they find a way to make the, the film like personal and not like, I don't know, like 
the thing about Last of Us is like it's about this relationship between this father character and this daughter type character, mm-hmm. and everything else is secondary. And so for me, that was that's that's one of the reasons why it's so close to my heart. And then yeah, I mean, the first time we saw it was in IMAX, and um, that didn't hurt. You know, getting to see like. <laughs> Space movie, the yeah. visual effects, oh, yeah. uh, getting to see that in that type of environment was just like mind boggling. So, yeah. And also too, it's just so original and like when everything, like I still want to hear like your love for it. I want to hear your, your perspective before we talk too much, but like <laughs> you talk the way much. that things end and I'm just like, what is happening? Like, why is Matthew McConaughey in this weird grid? And they're like, time is a thing. And I'm just like, what is happening? But it was so original that I'm like, someone thought of this sure. and wrote it. Like, where did that even come from? Like, it's mm-hmm. just, uh, I, I don't know. I just think the movie's really cool. Like, it's just cool, original, mm-hmm. very emotional. Um, and yes, it is long, but I feel like I'm really glad that they didn't cut any corners no. in order for you to genuinely have emotional reactions when things are happening to Anne Hathaway's character, to Matthew McConaughey, to Michael Caine. Like, there's just all these like gut punches that kind of come out of the left field, and you're just like, oh my god! And then you're like, Topher Grace, why are you here? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But uh, he didn't cool. star in the movie. He was in the movie. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's just the uh, drama of it is, is yeah. something that's so like poignant to us and so very like it kind of cuts us super deep. Mm-hmm. And um uh what was I trying to say there? <laughs> um so um, you first watched it together in theaters. Yes. That's the thing though. That's like kind of why it's like this. I felt like this movie, like we love the dark night, we love I, I love the Dark Knight Rises. We uh, love like Inception. Like you know, like we have movies that we both love that we have experienced first outside of each other. Sure, like, we haven't experienced yeah. together. This was, I think, the first movie that we experienced together that we were like, "This is fucking incredible." Yeah, and us. it came out in 2014, so mm-hmm. it was like we were getting still married. Early-ish. Yeah. yeah, so it was still early-ish. And yeah, that was another reason why we wanted to pick a movie where we experienced we, it together yeah. originally. I so. love that. And out of curiosity, when's the last time that you all saw it? Oh, we just saw it a few months ago. We did just see a it a few months, months ago. But like, it, it can take some time for us to sit down and, and watch movies like that. But every time we do, we always have to like gear up and we always have to like... Mentally prepare because it's yeah. heavy. Because there's like three or four or five moments in there that we know yeah, we're just going to like babble and like oh, lose it. Um, yeah, I felt that. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah, we both emotionally react to movies. We will we'll both cry in movies. So yeah. like knowing that when we watch yeah. this, we get very emotional multiple times. It's yeah. not yeah. just like one movie, here's this big sequence and then we're done. It's just mm-hmm. like... Yeah, it's very much the last time before that that we watched this movie though was we why did we do it? We we just wanted to do a Christopher Nolan movie marathon. Yeah. It was right before Bo was born. Yeah. So we wanted to do a Nolan marathon before Bo was born and we watched Inception. We say or sorry, we saved Interstellar, Interstellar for last and we watched that the day before Bo was born. And yeah. oh wow. So that would have been August of 2020. Yeah. Um, so that, I don't know, it just like, it hit different 
that's I, I, I was gonna I was going to ask. This. this is where yeah. I was leading. I was like, how? Because I was thinking about all the things having to do with clearly the parent uh, child relationship that I'm sure will hit me differently once I have them. And I wondered if that was any part of the reason why you all picked it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Just thinking about it right now, it's it's um, it is like it brings up these like feelings of like. I don't know, like, there's this, like, fear of abandonment, fear of, like, uh, you know, I mean, in, in the film, he, like, kind of, like, abandons her for a while, and he's, it's all about him trying to get back to her, mm -hmm. and that is, it's just so visceral of an emotion. Yeah, and, like, so in the movie, you know, he has a, a son and a daughter, but he has a really close relationship with his daughter, yeah, and so, like, yeah. she's really into the things that he's into and stuff, and so when uh and as a lot of people know this in space movies the further away you go from earth like the years don't seem as long for the people on the spaceship but on earth it depends time on is about relativity faster so, yeah so they, they get close to a black hole and then time moves more slowly for them and yeah sure <laughs> <laughs> now that's interesting event that you look you don't like getting into those details but you love this movie so much i i do it's just one of those things where i was like in my mind, I'm like, yeah, time goes by, and then Sean throws in all the buzzwords, and then my eyes just kind of gloss over sometimes. <laughs> it's like the technicalities of it, but it's it's the awesome. Concept, is yeah. Just, yeah. But that there's, you know, he's missing time with yeah. her, so there's this feeling of like, I'm so excited to be with Bo and watch him grow up into the young man that he will be. And Matthew yeah. McConaughey misses all of that. Yeah. You know, so there's just that, that yeah. sense of just like. My God, and because the girl, his daughter, chooses not to do video recordings anymore. Yeah. So there's yep. this huge span of time where he doesn't see her, but he sees his son grow up and, mm -hmm. into Casey yeah. Affleck. And so there's just all of that that's like missed. And then um when she like first shows herself when she does just, show that herself is the as an adult. Waterfall of crying is when she first shows herself um and like says, My like, God, I'm today's a special yeah, today's a special day because today's my birthday. And you said that um, one day we might be the same age. And like today's my birthday. I'm the same age as when you left. And it'd be a really nice time for you to come home. And like, I'm getting teared now. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> well, I'm just thinking about it too. Oh, <laughs> it's very emotional. But yeah, you're right. Call totally nailed it, Nick. It was just a matter of like something that we watched together for the first time. This is an Us movie. We love space. And there is that family aspect that now definitely hits a little... More to home, and it's funny. I mean, I watched, I do remember watching this movie in theaters. Um, it would have been, if it was 2014, I guess, like it would have been early in our relationship, but I discovered early on Danielle did not like going to movies, especially in theaters. So I think I went to see this with my friend Joe. Cool. And I don't think I've actually seen it since because, to your all's point, and I'm sure this will come back up when we talk about uh, renewing our vows and everything, it is a fantastic movie, especially in terms of like just like movie making the technicality and the things that are done and the music and just the acting it is a, you look at any one piece of what it is to make a movie and this movie hits it like just home run ballpark out of the park yeah. um and part of that though is there's just such visceral emotion that it is um it's a lot to go through like you are literally exhausted um, yep. from the process. And I'm, I enjoy that in a good way. I like, and Danielle, I've talked about this before. I, I enjoy the, the feeling of experiencing those motions kind of like the same thing as a roller coaster. Like there's a reason people like roller coasters. It's you being able to have this feeling and feel alive from it in a safe environment. 
And so it's like, this movie is not going to actually hurt me the way that it would hurt to, you know, have a parent leave me or, or, or have these feelings of abandonment or losing a child. Um, but you get to experience that in a way that, you know, it kind of has training wheels on it. But I, I enjoy that. I enjoy feeling those emotions. I enjoy thinking about those emotions. It is one of those movies that truly makes me think and feel. And, and actually part of the reason we ended up taking a break and watching this in two different separate parts was um, we were in a place in our relationship and this will, you know, anyway, we have been not getting along as well. There's been some tension between us. And when Anne Hathaway gives that speech, that monologue about love being something. Edmund, is that Edmund? Right. Uh-huh. Edmonds, yeah, like her, 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 you know, that's the, the reveal to the third crew member that McConaughey already knows, like, hey, the real reason she wants to go after this other planet, the re- she wants to go for the planet that's got her love on it, and that yeah. she's, she's not impartial. Um, but the fact that she talks about, like, yeah, and maybe there's something to that, and it turns out, by the way, that that's the planet that actually does have the best chance yeah. of life. Yeah. Uh, and she, but she's talking about how love is this thing that maybe, Maybe, maybe just because you can't explain it, Coop, it doesn't mean that it's not important. It doesn't mean that that's not a force to be reckoned with. Yeah. And that ties back in, and it means especially, I know I, this time watching it was not only for what we were going through, but also I know obviously where the movie ends. And the whole idea of like the fifth dimension, at least the way I read the ending spoilers, is that the fifth dimension is love. Like he has this connection back to his daughter, which is a different form of love, but it is still love. And the only, there's like no explanation for it other than this weird explanation of love. And they're saying like, that's the connection that they have. That's what allows him to become essentially a fifth dimensional being. And I wrote down somewhere uh, early on, they start saying, you know, when they discover like that there is this wormhole out there and we're going to go try to find these planets that work, they keep saying like they they left this wormhole, they did this. And the, there's that question the whole time of who's they, who's they, who's they. And it's, and then, you know, when he's talking to Tars, when he's in that fifth dimensional place, they is them. Like yeah, he uh, somehow did all of it. And it was only because his love for his daughter transcended space, space and time, time, like literally. Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, like in, in almost a physical way. And the fact that, yeah, like you have said, like how, how does somebody come up with this? And it's like, we don't know what the fifth dimensions are. We don't know what any of that is and who's to say that it isn't love and who's to say that our pull towards something isn't because of something deeper. And because of where Danielle and I were in our relationship, it just was something that was a reminder to me that I was emotionally feeling pulled towards her, even though some of the the struggles we had been going through were, were like making me push away. And like my brain was trying to rectify those things and make it make sense. And then I finally was like, it doesn't matter. I don't need to know. I know that love is pulling me here. And that's all I need to know, like that fifth dimension. And so <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, that led to us having uh, having to take a break because we had some. This is the reason, though, I want to say that I love this podcast because there are I shy away from the heavy emotions, I think, because my dad died when I was little. And so, like, ever since I was little, I just, like, heavy emotions are rough. I want to, like, escape and run away. Sure. And there's so many movies that are about dead dads, which is so horrible. Yeah, um, yeah. And so sometimes I'm like, you know what? I just want to watch something stupid or, like, escape it. Um, but the reason I do love this podcast is because I am challenged 
to watch these movies that make me feel and then hear the way that you all talk about it and like have a deeper connection to it. So why are we all crying right now? I think to talk about in oh, this movie, so I won't do the thing that I normally do, which is go scene by scene. <laughs> <laughs> this just... movie is way too long for that to be the case. Oh, <laughs> um, I think the reason I thought it was a horror movie, and ugh, in the 2022 world, it's even scarier because yeah. they said this line of like six billion people all trying to have it all. That's what started this like food shortage and the dust bowl and all this stuff. And I'm like, <laughs> you guys. Mm-hmm. we're kind of there with capitalism and you know all this stuff so yeah. i think that's what set the tone of this movie being so scary to me because even though it's like sciency and i don't know if there's like time is longer when you get further away it felt real to me i'm like this could happen like we could kill earth lots Very of people easily. yeah and so i think that's right off the bat i was like anxiety Danny, did you know that the uh, some of the people that they interviewed in the beginning of the movie when they're talking about the Dust Bowl experience are actual Dust Bowl survivors? Yeah. You said that. You- <sighs> um, I also thought, like, okay, I do think this movie is brilliant and extremely well done, obviously. I love them, like, throwing that uh, poem, Do Not Go Gentle, into this good night yeah. throughout. I think that had such a significance and so impactful, like, especially when Matthew McConaughey, he's, like, left to die and then that starts right is that so sick and then the diddly diddly diddly, like the song that pops yeah. up yeah. and he like starts fighting and shit i i agree with that and then i love the like there's one part where um uh michael kane is Anne hathaway's father in the movie and uh after this like horrible thing happens with the crew uh Anne hathaway comes back and in the video that's one of the things that he uh, is reciting that poem to her and mm-hmm. she's just, like so over it. And I, yeah, so I just like the juxtaposition of using that poem like when he, they're leaving earth and then yeah. using that poem during that moment uh, and it's like, it's received differently. And then obviously using that poem in that big moment where he's got to fight to stay alive to see her again. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I, I I had written down like chills and then underlined it multiple times because that to our earlier part where I was saying like this movie hits on levels and that mm-hmm. was something that that sequence is just where like all of it hits and mm-hmm. to I think something you said earlier that like the poem part of it like that wouldn't hit if you hadn't taken the time to set it up in the multiple different places mm-hmm. but then you've got Matt Damon like he's reciting the poem. You, it's just such good timing. Yeah, You've got it, it in a creepy it way. It comes up with like yeah. the music cue, like swells right wow. as you then see, and I'm getting chills talking about it. Matthew McConaughey, like it's right at the moment that he's like turning and finally realizes where the thing that can save his life is at and starts crawling towards it. Uh, and then it's juxtaposing it with, you know what I mean? The poem being done and also then keeps cutting back to like the fight for survival on earth. Mm-hmm. And then it starts layering in those two things. And it is just like, Oh, like that, that is just like masterclass in filmmaking to have done all of those things uh, and have the music and everything working with it so well. It's like, yeah, it's so good. Yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. Speaking of the music, and this is random, but like, because I feel like I just took over conversation and I want to move us forward a little bit. We were talking before about the the time aspect. And Mm -hmm. I really do think this is a movie that they're so well explaining or, or pick, in picturing or envisioning relativity and what it would really be like, like the fact totally. that they end up 23 years later and everything. 
I know I read somewhere that when they're on the that first big planet where they lose a bunch of time with the water, yes. and there's this tense feeling with the like when thing like the the water swells, and there's this tick, tick, yeah. Yeah. Okay, what were you gonna say? Go for it, Sean. No, 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 no. He was you, doing the same I, I thing. I was just was doing, doing it. I was just doing yeah. the noise. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, I can't remember what exactly the time was, but that was timing in such a way that I remember I read somewhere it was intentional about what those ticks were, and I think it was a day, or it was like a week or a month or something like that. And so if you go back and you were to actually watch it, and the oh, whole like it ended cool. up being twenty three years, the timing of each one of those ticks was done in such a way that was intentionally meant to be like this is a moment in time that it sort of feels like a second for us, but it was very clearly Whoa. like this is a day, day, day. Day, 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 happening on Earth. So you know, there's this. Um, so with the music of this film, um, I, I don't know. I can't remember if uh, uh, it was altered later. I, I believe they made what. What happened is they had the story, the outline of the story, and no script, mm -hmm. and told Hans Zimmer this is about a father son relationship. Father daughter. Uh, no, father son oh. was was initially what it was what what they told him. Oh, and they wrote all the he wrote all the music before they started filming anything. Wow. And so, so obviously things are changed from from when you actually record sure. everything for the for the uh, for the film. But there's like God, if you go to the album, you can catch the hour long like just first draft, and yeah. and they, they just they. <laughs> yeah, they just used an organ to make all the music before they even came up with anything else. I think the music just adds to the the feeling of uncomfort, discomfort. Totally. <laughs> you know? yeah. Especially the scene Nick was just talking about where it's like flashing back from Earth to, uh, to space planet, to Earth. Yeah. And like they're both dying. Both of them are dying. In this it moment. treads a fine line. It treads a fine line of uh, of like uncomfortability and hope. Like it just, it's kind of like balancing on that the whole yeah. time. Yeah. Um, so the movie obviously is very tense. And then it actually turned into a, uh, the ending was nothing I ever expected it was going to be. I don't know why. I thought he was just going to get back to Earth. And I thought originally the message stay meant stay on Earth. We can save it. I was wrong. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Um, no, but it was just an emotional thing. He's like, don't leave her, you dumbass. You're never going to see her again. Stay. <laughs> But yeah. Yeah. Which oh, is it's so good. That turn to realize it's him is like. Yeah, so that's what I want to talk about. That part gets so, I think you said this earlier, Yvette, like wacky. I, you didn't say wacky, but like it's just so not what the rest of the movie was. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't well, there's, there's like, a line. It's just so wild. But there's a line that always gets you in that moment because it's like, he's like, don't, uh, Tars is like talking to him and he's like, uh, uh, like they sent us here or whatever. And he's like, well, I, I'm gonna butcher the line, but he's basically like, "Well, I'm not getting it," or something. <laughs> like, I don't know what's happening. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Also, Tars, I love Tars. Me too. He's so my favorite character. I feel like Tars has this like slight comic relief, or just like they. It's for for those of you who haven't seen the movie, Tars is essentially a robot. And but the, even the way they made him look, how he like glides and you cool. know, like I don't know, it's just it's a different. very cool, different. Yeah. Uh, and how there's the humor set, you know, there's just yeah, kind of yeah. like all this stuff that I, I unexpectedly really enjoyed that character. I agree. And his voice is not robotic. It's human. Yes. Yes. You were talking about the, um, the fifth dimension thing though. Yes. Yeah. 
Oh, I was just thinking, what, what did you all think? Because when I first, actually, I think I picked up on it quickly, though. I saw the lines. I was like, those are the books. Yeah, I was impressed. Like, <laughs> she, like, it was still just blurry lines. And she was like, it's the bookcase or something like that. And I was like, how so cool. Because <laughs> I thought about the ghosts the whole time or they. And I was like, they have to come back somehow. How are they coming back? And I was like, oh, here it is. Well, and that's another thing. Speaking of, like, the length of the movie. And, and I do think there's some things that could be cut. But it, that would not have been as impactful if you had not spent so much time in the very beginning with her talking about her ghost her ghost her ghost her ghost and when yeah. you're first watching this you're like why this is a movie about space why the hell are we spending so much time yeah. talking about her ghost what is this bullshit and well now you know <laughs> yeah so it gets tense but you're right happy ending um i, I guess i got confused at the end do i don't know very end or are you talking about the fifth dimension no the fifth dimension it, it grew on me okay <laughs> <laughs> I got it. But then, yeah, the very end. I was wanting to hear what you all's thoughts are on this. Yeah. Hmm. So Wait, the very end, the, movie? the whole movie is about him getting back to his daughter. Mm-hmm. And then he does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then she's just basically like, I'm glad I got to see you. Thanks. Goodbye. Like, And then he immediately turns around and leaves. And yeah. I don't know. I, I, I have conflicting thoughts and feelings on that. So I'm Were you disappointed? You. Did you want that to be like a longer scene? I think it could have been a longer scene. I do think you could have given that more time, but also I'm a little bit just like, there's a part of me that like, it feels like a, you've set up what the sort of walk away uh, idea of this movie is, which is, you know, love, family, connection, mm-hmm. deeper, uh, it matters. And then you're just like, hey, I know we've told you this whole movie for two plus hours about this, but never mind. It's about how he needs to go into space and how that's like his true person is to go to go explore which i know that they've got a little bit of that but to me it's like it's almost the tension between those two things and mm-hmm. it was like well it, it ended up showing you that the more important one is that you know going back to your family and love wins out and that deeper connection means something but then they just immediately turn on a dime and say like oh no but it's about him exploring he's going back out to explore that that's interesting i i think um that that scene always hits us very very hard because he did get back and because, um, you know, there's a line of her saying, like, um, uh, nobody believed me and all this other stuff. And I knew I knew you'd come back. And because, like, like, you told me. Well, he's like, like how, like, how did you know? And, like, because my dad promised me that. Yeah, that. And I he can't. made a promise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, I, I can understand, um, you know, being not necessarily okay with that now that she's she's basically on her deathbed. And uh, I think they explain it that, like, you know, um, she doesn't want him to see her die. Like, no parent should watch their child die. Yeah. Um, and she's with the family that she's created now. I What I personally think is that the people writing the movie, the people making the movie, had set up these consequences of what was happening and maybe just didn't want to go back on those consequences. You know what I mean? Like, that 20 years had 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 passed from the first planet and then the second planet didn't pan out and then now there's more time being wasted now they don't have any uh uh fuel to get to the the planet that might actually sustain life um but they have to do something that's going to take incredible amount of time away from the people on earth um i just think that they didn't want to go back on that consequence of like time has passed and there's no way he's gonna get back to mm-hmm. that. He's no. There's no way he's gonna get back that time with his daughter. However, he did get back, and that was the 
um that was the thing that hits me is that he like promised he'd be back the movie's the movie's weird <laughs> like, there's, there's a lot of like things that aren't communicated that like oh this hope of getting people off the planet was never actually an option and so he leaves under the false pretense that he could bring his family with him and stuff. Sure. And when he finds that out, then he knows it was a mistake. Mm -hmm. So for me, I would have loved for that scene to have been a little longer, mm -hmm. like for him talking to his daughter, you know, like I, I wish that they would have had more time together. I also understand that like she is dying. So mm -hmm. like she wants to be able to say goodbye to her family that she's created like that her, you know, kids and her grandkids that she has spent all this time with that there probably is like, if you're thinking about in her mindset, like she saw her dad, he's here. I don't want you to see me like the, you know, like I, I understood that, but yes, it would have been nice to maybe have a little bit more there, but they didn't do it. And then when he went on the spaceship, I was like, he's going to go be with Anne Hathaway and then they're going to go do what they need to do and then like create like this new life on this like planet together. Yeah. So that was like the sense of hope after that, where he's like, his daughter is not there. There was closure. Closure. And sure. then, then he's able to like move forward and then know that like all of this has led me to go do this because I like, this is closure. And then now I can like, I have purpose to go do something well, else. Because that was the thing where you just said like move forward. That was the thing that they kind of like in that initial ending set up this thing of like, oh, here's your old farmhouse and everything is mm -hmm. the way it, the way it was and everything's mm -hmm. back to normal or whatever. And they did kind of allude to that. Like, I don't really want to know this. I want to know where we're going, where, sure. we're, yeah. where we are now rather mm -hmm. than be in the, the past of that. Yeah. So, so yeah, I think, I think a lot of that final ending is them moving forward and maybe us moving forward as a as as humans as as mm -hmm. species in this in this film yeah but that line of because my yeah. dad oh god i just started crying yeah. it's just a very powerful line no matter like who no matter what the story is or just like who that person would be to you right like if it's not a father if it's a mother if it's a grandparent if it's an aunt or like a best friend like whoever raised you or who you trust would make a promise to you mm -hmm. that you would like that you know wouldn't be broken that you knew wouldn't yeah. be broken and i think who i feel like everyone i would hope that everyone would have someone like that in their life so when you hear a line like that it just really like gets you gets you especially as like a kid you know having that hope um you know of like not having a broken promise so anyway i'm gonna start crying again i can't like <laughs> move on um but no well, i think you in that sense of it, it would have been nice to have a little bit more time together but. so uh, this is the portion of the podcast listeners where all of us will each give our uh zero to five hearts rating i tend to think of that as sort of an objective uh, how good is this movie you know uh, Danielle sometimes goes with that. Sometimes she decides to go with, you know, out of a thousand. And it seems very subjective in my opinion. <laughs> but um, then then also, would you renew your vows? Which is very much the sort of subjective, would you revisit this movie? Do you still feel the same way about this movie as you did the last time you had seen it um, type of thing? And since I've now explained it, I'll go ahead and go first and set the tone. I actually think this is a very near perfect movie. I think I, I, I said there's like maybe some parts you could have cut it just to be a little bit shorter, but really not much because it, I worry you would go too far and cheapen a lot of the setups that we talked about. So I'm going to give it a 4.75 out of five 
uh, hearts. And I would renew it. I may wait another 10 years before I watch this again uh, because it is such a like just heavy movie. But I absolutely want to see it again in my lifestyle, my lifetime. And I, I very much feel the same way about it now as I did the last time I remember seeing it. So, Danny. Uh, yeah, I'll also give it 4.75 hearts because I do think it is. I really I'm not I'm not trying to poop on your movie. It was just no. hard for me to watch <laughs> because of the emotions yeah, that no. it evoked, which means it did a job. It's job. And I also think the acting it's brilliant. Yeah, we didn't talk about that Matthew too much, McConaughey but... and Hathaway, just That's with true. looks in their faces. You're like, oh my god, that broke my heart. So they do an amazing job. And Matt Damon, surprise. Uh, so four point seven five. Would I renew my vows? Nah, I'm good. Have <laughs> I never seen the movie again? I'm good. Nice. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, I'll go. Okay. Uh, this gets five out of five hearts for me. Uh, no, uh, no complaints. Even though I said it would have been nice to have the longer scene, I think there's just. I think just by emotional reactions and the the story, the originality, uh, and it's space, and I love space. But um, <laughs> yeah, I think that it's it's more than just about space, and I think that's why it yeah. really stands out to me. And yes, I would renew vows over and over and over again, but need to be in the right mindset in order to like, cause this is a, this is a full body experience. And so yeah. sometimes you need to be in the right mindset, but also sometimes you're like, I need a good cry mm -hmm. or I'm feeling a lot of stuff and I want to get it out. And how can I best do that? Let's pop in interstellar. baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I would, I would give at a perfect 10, I would give it a five out of five. Um, not so much because it's, you know, technically an amazing movie or like the acting is, uh, that that's all well and good and very true. It is more for me about what it makes me feel and what it, what I'm able to like share with you or what we're able to share with each other. Um, it, and in the cool thing is it's changed because <laughs> when you first seen it, it's, it's super like amazing emotions and visceral. And when you, have when we had our when we had Bo, now those scenes hit a little bit different and they also evoke those type of emotions like for me uh um uh these fatherly fatherly protective emotions and and just like like god like i i can't imagine <laughs> i can't imagine like my life without you and my life without him and so and so that's kind of what it brings up for me um would I renew my vows for this movie? Totally, 100%. And that's the cool thing is that I do think the vows would be different. And I think that they would they would, um, uh, they would would just progress and they would change. And now, like I was saying, you have a different feeling about this movie, like our marriage or like our relationship, a different feeling about this movie when you first saw it. And now it's like uh, it's it's similar but different mm -hmm. um, nowadays. And like I, you guys were saying, and, and Danny, you're saying like, no, I wouldn't renew my vows. And that's not like I don't take that as like a um, you know a damn damnation of the movie because mm -hmm. like I yeah. totally I totally get what you're saying. And I'm sure Nick, you have similar movies that I would never watch this again. Like for me. I cannot watch Room again. I oh. cannot watch Room. I cannot watch uh, The Revenant. Um, there are some films that just like, 
and again, we're we're different in the in the fact that like I remember it, and so with with Room specifically, I can't revisit that movie. It is so personal to me that like I remember it. I saw it the one time, and it's just I can't do it again. Like my my body would not be able to handle it. Mm-hmm. So that means it did its job as a piece of art, right? Exactly. Right? Yeah. Yeah. No. It's amazing. Well, I hear Bo in the other room, so oh. let's try to quickly give you... No, no, no. I just don't want to... We don't care. Um, but I want you all to have a chance to give any kind of plugs before you then obviously need to go uh, tend to said child. Uh, so what sort of... Uh, anything you want to plug, uh, anything that you're doing, anything that's upcoming, anything that you all do regularly, et cetera. Sure. Yeah. Social medias, if you have them, that you want followers to follow you. Yeah. Um, I don't give a shit if you follow me on social media or not, but if you want to... On Twitter, it's just Sean Jasko, S-E-A-N-J-A-S-K-O. And on Instagram, it's Sean's Spam Account. <laughs> on Instagram, again, that is Sean's Spam Account. Yeah. I'm uh, on Twitter and Instagram at Mrs. Jasko, M-R-S-J-A-S-K-O. Instagram is all bow content. Twitter is occasional smatterings of retweets and commentary of stuff, but totally. uh, not super active on that. Uh, we actually just yeah. started our own podcast called Movies on the Shelf, which is really exciting. And one of the episodes will feature Interstellar. Interstellar, yeah. Oh. Really cool. So yeah. we just launched that. Uh, it's on Spotify, Movies on the Shelf. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's just all about us rewatching mm-hmm. movies that we own. Yeah. Yeah, and basically just uh, kind of talking about how, like, similar similar to this, where we're talking about how those affected us, how they shape who we are now, and sure. bring up wild stories about when we first saw them. Um, we just did one about uh, that was you got served, and I had never <laughs> seen it, but it's uh, something that Yvette owned, and uh, oh, that, that that elicited. <laughs> That that like brought up so many memories of 2004 that were just pretty wild to revisit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, great. Uh, and then lastly, uh, as we all know, Danny does this too. Uh, we are performers with comedy sports. I'm on the professional ensemble, so I'm currently performing in Thursday night virtual matches. Uh, and then I'm not doing any live shows yet, um, but just sticking yep. with virtual. Just for him. Sean, you're doing minor league. Yeah, my minor league. <laughs> <laughs> and that's uh, on Twitch. Yes. May or may not know. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I just want to again say thank you both for being here. And who knew that that three comedians could talk so deeply and so heavily about something? And all thought you were tuning into jokey, jokey, funny, funny, but it was cryy, cryy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But, but thank you for sharing that with us. And Nick were already and I were already talking about how we have to have you back because there's so many other questions. We didn't even talk about Bo that much. Yeah, we, we really didn't. Did we can pick we can pick another movie. Happy to. Happy to pick another movie and we can talk about or... <laughs> we'll pick a fun movie. Yeah, we'll pick a fun movie. We can pick our backup because there was a backup was that we backup? had. Do you want to whisper it to me? Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> that's fair. <enough>. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, definitely. We, we would love to have you on again. We'd love to talk about anything, uh, re- any movie that you have of choice. Uh, me, I was like, hey, I'd love to see The Martian, uh, you know, with you all. But... <laughs> <laughs> 
Sorry. Um, just have no, totally. commentary during it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so we'll let you all go uh, to take care of the child, and maybe we'll make the a guest child. appearance. <laughs> like both the child. The child. Anyway, okay. Um, <laughs> the child. Hey. <laughs> No, sorry. Uh, all right. Well, we'll let you go. Uh, and thank you. Yeah, very much, both of you, for being here. And with that, I love you, Danny. I love you, Nick. We, we love, love you, Yvette and Sean. Sean. Thank you very Sean. much. Sean. Bye. Uh, too. Thanks for having us. We had a good time. Oh, bye. And we love you, movie lovers. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 bye.